I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Musky Hunks Podcast. I'm one of your five hosts this evening with an honorary uh, hunk. <laughs> My name is uh, Ryan Reed. And tonight we have all hunks assemble on the line. So before we go ahead and get started, and I'm a little rusty, it's been a while, waiting on you guys to get on a call. So, mm, got to apologize to the people. Yeah, so we are really looking forward to tonight. I would say tonight is going to be phenomenal because I think there's going to be a bunch of energy on the line and we've got several hot topics to discuss. But before we get into that, we've got these hunks and tonight we have on the phone Mr. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Glad to be back. Been a while. Welcome, welcome back, Nick. Welcome yeah. back from the great white north. Not yep. white yet, but uh, we'll soon be white. Right. Hi, Nick. Hi. Catch any it's... steelhead yet, Nick? Nope. We <laughs> we we missed you over the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Hey, I'm I'm easy to miss. <laughs> Glad to see your <laughs> smiling face this evening. We also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Tom Venata. Hello. Glad to be back. Good to see you, sir. Feels like it's been like a year. It has been. It does. It has been quite. It's been a few weeks now. I forgot yeah, who was who on the names. Trolling expert. Oh yeah, pretty good batting average. They, <laughs> they call me Judge. A resident trolling expert is that what you said? Send <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all trolling questions to Tom Vanatta. He can yep. answer them all. Tom the, ad, the Admiral. Tom the Admiral Vanatta. <laughs> the Admiral. And if you feel like Tom's being stingy with pointers, message one of us and we'll give you his spots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, God. We also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Donnie Swink. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. What's up, Donnie? Hello. Everybody's looking so spry. (laughs) Ready to go. Let's do this thing. And we have an honorary hunk this evening. I'm going to jump to, we're going to, we're going to come back to the last hunk, but I'm going to go to the honorary hunk this evening. Mr. Kellen Campbell. Welcome, sir. Good evening. Thank you for joining Kellen. us, Kellen. Appreciate yeah, it. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here. This is, uh, I think this is the second podcast I've done. One was work related. So, uh, <laughs> this one's cool. Not nearly. Yeah. Not nearly as fun. There's a whole story there that I could tell, but not official. <laughs> nice. But I'm well, glad to be here. He brought up work. We should mention that he's the owner of uh, the Mac discount. Mac.bid. Uh, if anyone wants to, to go check it out, it's absolutely worth checking out in the pit in the Western Pennsylvania area, I guess. Um, and lots of locations. Do you want to, you want to, you want to yeah, plug Kellen. it, Kellen? Yeah, yeah sure, Kellen. sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. So uh, throughout Western PA and then Eastern Ohio as well. So we just open up locations in Akron, Warren, Boardman and um, have locations throughout Western PA. So anywhere, uh, anywhere in the Pittsburgh area um, from Washington up to Butler, um, we're adding locations out East. We, you know, hopefully Monroeville here soon, but, uh, and then we also have a location down in South Carolina. So I don't know if 
<laughs> there's obviously no muskies down there, but <laughs> if you're listening and you're in South Carolina, we have locations down there as well. I don't awesome. think our listener base goes that far. We do have uh, hey, you never know. This is worldwide, yeah. you know. Right. Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine, baby. Ukraine and Russia. No Mac discounts in Ukraine yet. Not yet. No, it's a little tough there right now. Tough. I, bet, yeah. I bet real estate's reasonable. Yeah. Oh, yeah oh, there's no warehousing. At least yeah. that I'm aware of. <laughs> All right. We also have our last time for the evening. Our dad, our sponsor, the one and only Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Very happy to be here tonight. Uh, looking forward to this one. We're going to, I don't know, we're going to cover cover a couple of different topics here. One of which is a couple of which are going to be kind of hot button topics, kind of new, current events. But then we are going to talk about uh, our trip to Lake Nipissing. This is going to be kind of our, our our trip recap, which if you've listened to the Joe Booker episode, you know that that trip recap is going to be full of <laughs> sorrow and tears and everything else related to not catching a muskie in a week but i think it's w- certainly worth talking about because uh it, you know failures are sometimes your best lessons so i i think it's definitely something we're going to talk about here but where do we want to start guys uh we want to start <laughs> with the with the national news that is not yeah. muskie related let's go but everyone else has talked fishing? about it oh my Freaking god good, good morning america's talked the walleye about it, so. cheaters the walleye cheaters. It's kind of like, I mean, how do you even put it into perspective in like the, what is the equivalent in the musky world? Like somebody literally trying to extend the fish, you know, like how you bend a bump board. <laughs> you yeah. get the yeah, bump board yeah, like yeah, Ryan if, has. Right. Okay. Okay. You bend a bump board. What if, what if they had, what if somebody had a, a bump board made that was missing a couple of, inch marks like only one here and one there and one there and it was compressed and so therefore you push the put the musky out and it would show i mean that would be kind of comparable i think I mean, that's, that's why just, they do the stickers though in the tour like you have to have oh. the special sticker on your bump board or whatever i don't know that we can answer that owen because we're talking about what transpired with those walleyes I don't know that we would ever. What when? When would we ever see that? In you the can't musket? win that when, kind of money. Really? Like, when I, in yeah, any but, I mean, when in any sport can somebody be caught that red handed? <laughs> I mean, oh my god! Like to see that dude Jacob Runyon standing there while the tournament director is screaming in his face, like, and he just stood there and just looked, and Not everyone boom, and like, man, I I was watching that video and i thought for sure these dudes were gonna get pummeled i was like i'm about to watch a man die and, <laughs> yeah. and it, oh man well, they had the cops there to escort them so they were kind of safe from that i guess but well the one guy the guy from hermitage this chase kaminsky according to the again all this is according to the news articles none of us were there and so none of us can say what the hell happened but you, you haven't reached Kaminsky, out to, to be his representation if i was licensed in ohio actually i have a couple buddies that are licensed in ohio so chase <laughs> chase and jacob if you guys are listening to this i might have some criminal defense lawyers for you uh, <laughs> but dude they absolutely oh want they absolutely one thousand percent need to hire counsel, need to retain counsel. They need to 
retain counsel for civil proceedings because all those winnings, that $300,000 plus that they won over the last year is going to be at risk. Again, I think I said this in our text chain. It's going to be really difficult for anyone to be able to go back and prove that they cheated in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do you so, think these guys are going to start firing out cease and desist letters to like Good Morning America? Anybody, <laughs> anybody that mentioned them? I I want to say I want to say these guys are probably hiding in their basements, like mm-hmm. from their Witness wives. Protection. I mean, yeah, dude, I can't even imagine. Like, where do you go once this thing hits CNN and you know Fox News and you know MSNBC, every single major outlet? with the entire video of these dudes being caught red handed. I mean, I've, I can't think of anything like well, that. I mean, that I've there's seen. certainly, there's certainly plenty of controversy in the musky world. I mean, Larry Ramsell wrote thousand pages mm-hmm. on it. And, but the problem, the difference there is, I mean, you know, like whether it's Ken O'Brien's fish and the controversy about that fish being pumped full of hose water. Right. Uh, no one could, no one ever could prove it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, these plus, guys, like plus those the guy, aren't the guy takes out a swiss army knife and cuts the lead right out of the <laughs> it's like it's, and it's right and it's, it's you're like, either guilty he's like tossing, or he's a magician like he's one of tossing those. up these 12 ounce lead balls and Dude. and, and they're going that's into the, the other thing that blew me away it was eight pounds over five fish they added yeah. over a pound per fit like that's gutsy how much lead that is <laughs> Do you think and, that do you think that run in at that present time was like it just had a real quick thought in his brain to be like I caught him like that or something <laughs> stupid. You know I mean, like just like Weird. they came Must out be of something those get with there. this Lake Erie water. Like yeah. the people do on cops when they find the drugs. Like those aren't mine. I don't know how they. It's like they're uh, his. I mixed my bag up with someone else's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There, yeah, like there I is no Lake there is Erie, no plausible deniability. I never knew that lead was going to be an issue. Yeah, exactly. Heavy metals. <laughs> it's all all in the all in the same ballpark. And it makes it worse that they're like repeat offenders. They're not. It's a, right. according to the internet, oh this God. isn't their first time that they like. This no, has been on. They have been for... suspected for the last year plus of doing a, this. I saw something. And, that one of them failed a polygraph test oh yeah. on a previous. Yeah. yeah, they won the fall brawl last year in in Northeast Ohio, and as part of that, the winners have to because apparently that one is not like a. That's like a month long. Uh, yeah, it's like a season long or a month long thing where you have to take your catches to a particular to a, a different certified, way station, an official yeah, way station scale. and have it have it weighed. So because that's lake wide, like people in Erie participate in that. Right. And so at the end of the day, the winners have to take a polygraph to assure that they caught it in Lake Erie and it, you know, was used. It wasn't snagged and whatnot. You know, not to, I don't think the purpose of that polygraph is whether or not you waited to fish. You know, whether <laughs> they didn't or not have you that added, question like, on the test. <laughs> right. That was <laughs> that literally, it's season. literally like, did you follow the tournament rules? Is what the polygraph test is about. I, I mean, get it. the one team, one team lost because they didn't register their boat correctly in the fall brawl. Like, so it's very technical. And, you know, a polygraph is not a minor thing. I've sat through a number of them as, you know, as a defense attorney and they are not, they're not fun to sit through. Even as, as someone just like sitting there, you're like, you get nervous, just looking at it. Raises your heart rate. It does. Absolutely. So I do have a question on all these walleye tournaments. Are these, all these fish harvested? Yes. Well, uh, most of them are ways, but 
most of the time yeah and, and that's this tournament these tournaments they say that the contestants are are given the option to take them home to eat them or they can be given to the local homeless like they, they get are given yeah. to local shelters. homeless shelters yeah. donated so yes they do kill them they do harvest them but they are supposed to be used but i guess that kind of would give you more incentive to throw weights in your fish if you're the one that's going to be taking them home like right you know what i mean evidence yourself yeah it's like if they're not going to take the fish i guess that would kind of give somebody the confidence to do something like that right Mm -hmm. i don't know man it's just so bizarre but even then like i just i can't believe nobody felt them like i feel like like kellen said those weights aren't small weights those aren't little trout sinkers those are fucking monster weights like you feel i feel like if you poke their belly you would feel these giant balls that's like that's I how the guy, the, the fisher guy, right? Yeah. They were yeah. wrapping the lead in fillets so that yeah. you yep. couldn't feel them, which is, yep. I don't know if it's genius or what, but. <laughs> did you guys, and, did you guys watch every, did you watch like all the clips and everything? Cause the tournament, I, the tournament director talked about that whenever he weighed the fish, he was talking about like 16 pounds is what they needed to, you know, essentially win team of the year. And when it, when the scale hit 33, 33 he immediate, it was an immediate red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, you can hear, if you it, watch it, that video, you can hear the guy saying like, there's no way that's 30 pounds of fish. Cause right. Again, I mean, yeah. they, they're not giant walleye by any mm-hmm. stretch. They're good walleye, but right. for Lake Erie standards, they seem to be relatively average. Well, that's putting up 30, 30 pounds over five fish. It's like, well, <laughs> that's what the that. tournament director said. He was like, look, I've been fishing Lake Erie, you know, my entire life. He said this time, time of year you can this lake pumps out four to five pound walleye like nobody's business but when you see that that what looks like everyone else's fish four to five pound walleye and it hits the scale and it says Mm 8.7 like how does that not raise eyebrows those guys aren't dumb either like it's like us with musky like someone catches a 40 inch fish and they say it's 52 52. like maybe a bass guy can't spot that he's like oh giant fish but somebody that catches them and catch like you can see that so uh, being a walleye guy i'm sure that was a little suspect that's I got, how we know Tom's fish is 46. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. exactly. Spot yeah, on the net. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got two questions for you guys on this one. Okay. Number one, based on what we talked about in our last podcast, we talked about this shift in the muskie community from, you know, like weighing fish to essentially measuring fish, right? Like our, our standard today, yes, we all want to catch a 40 pound fish or, or better but the metrics are more based on like inches, right? Like that's think, pretty much the I standard. think that's driven because we don't want to harvest them. Right. I, f- I feel like weighing a fish, you're increasing your odds of injuring the fish. Right. So with that said, and that's my question is, you know, this, this tournament, this walleye tournament is really more about weight. Do you guys feel that this could ever potentially be an issue in a musky tournament? Probably not if it's, you know, if you're talking measuring fish, if it's by inch, but do you ever think this would happen in the musky world? I could what? see it happening. I mean, I yeah. I know there's uh, incidents with bass fishermen where they, I mean, they're taking a picture on the bump board and the guy like cut a bass in half and had like would hold his hand over the, oh, God. the gap. You know what I mean? So if we ever see Ryan laying on top of a 59-inch muskie, we know something's up. 
Pancake in it, baby. Uh-huh. Trying to squeeze well, every I mean, inch of it. Yeah. Do it there's over. money involved in anything. Yes. And anytime mm-hmm. you have a sport That's what I was gonna or say. a comp- competitive type thing where there's always going to be ego involved, there are always going to be people that try to cheat the system. Let's look at the PMTT. So, so we we had the whole episode about the PMTT and live scope and whatnot, and in in the in the question we kind of, or I guess the answer we kind of settled on was that having one live scope is one thing, but if you're going to have six live scopes set set up around your boat so you can have a 360 degree angle a view of everything, that's a totally different thing, right? You know, you're talking about two completely different, you know aspect uh, to two co- in your two completely different like monetary investment levels like if you want to put six live scopes on your boat the only reason you are doing that is to win the pmtt like yeah. i mean why else why else would you do something like that so there are guys that are willing to put that type of effort into winning winning a pmtt yeah. Because you can win a boat. You can win a, you know, I don't know exactly what the prizes are, but I know that the PMTT prizes are fairly significant. Um, yeah, but even without pr- that, again, even without that, all, all the muskie records are, I mean, look, PA's record is from, what, 1924, 1925? Mm. But it wasn't a PA record until 71 because some guy with an ego, and it wasn't even his fish. It was like his grandfather's fish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's ego in it, and that's what it is. Someone always has to catch the biggest fish, and it's not just like that for musky fishing. The bass records are like that. Was mm-hmm. one of the, the 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 world record bass fish is is a huge controversy. The one that was caught out of I think it's out of Okeechobee in Florida or whatever. There's there's yeah. a huge controversy around that. It just that's the nature of I record mean, chasing. And- yeah, well, I mean we've we've had tails, we've right? seen everybody's yeah. got their own fish tail, right? Yeah, yeah. we've so, seen that in the musky world recently. You know, we there was a big stink in the past couple of months about you know the the transparency is important to the musky hunks, so we intend to address why this portion of the episode has been removed with the subject at the appropriate time in a one-on-one interview. Keep listening to hear more walleye drama and about them getting skunked in Canada. Bunch of googans. Ha ha. 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 Because That's the I just... one thing with the walleye thing. Like, I don't know what, like, as far as, like, a game law enforcement, I don't know if there's anything on the books that he says you can't shove weights in your fish after you catch them. But <laughs> as far as the tournament thing goes, I feel like it's more a legal thing than, a, mm-hmm. like, a conservation thing. Yeah. Is it enough these guys have to sell their boat? And they're never going to be able to fish professionally again. I don't. No, absolutely, that. they'll never the, fish professionally yeah. again. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. They, but, I mean, they're, they'll look at the end of the day. If you know, maybe they realize they're complete f ups and made a huge mistake. And you know, a lot of that stuff starts with, "Hey, look, we tried it once with like two ounces and got away with it." And you know, then you know, it, it's slip like another it, one in. Yeah, right. You start. You just start to see creep, right? So mm-hmm. you justified it to yourself in the past, then you start making up rationalizations. And the next thing you know, you're, you're stuffing eight pounds of weight and five fish. Um, <laughs> I've, I've represented, I I've represented a number of people. Eight, <laughs> pound of, eight pounds of lead and five fish. Eight Kellen's still amazed. Okay. At the lead. So Kellen, yeah, wait, Kellen you four have, pounds you minus How big of a lead ball is that? <laughs> those, those, look like, those look like either three quarter or a pound 
egg sinkers. Right. Those are wrecking balls. Okay. So I thought they were 12s. Who hasn't that, seen? That'd they be were three quarters oh, yeah, of a pound. Yeah. They, they were 12s. There were 512s. Yeah. Three quarters of a pound. Now, is yeah. that, who so does anybody who know that? Read, oh, go, uh, go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, is that standard tackle to have on a walleye boat? Do you know, Nick? Ooh, uh-uh. No. Not for even for like any kind of anything. No. You run uh, maybe, really you weight. might run two ounces. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's crazy weight. Yeah. So yeah. those were brought specifically for stuffing some walleye, probably. Right. Like nobody. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay. Like, I just wanted to ask that. For, uh, for I've, used, lead. I've used like sixes, like uh, dragging, like crawler harnesses on the bottom, but that's the heaviest I've that's ever. That's extreme. Yeah, that's so in like is... that's in like fifty feet of water, yeah. which they don't even have over there. Like you can't find <laughs> that water that deep. Did you guys so the see best it? analogy that I can I can draw to to like what I do is I've I've represented a number of people who have stolen a good amount of money from churches and businesses and whatnot. And you wondered yourself, like, how can someone steal one point two five million dollars from a business? You know, like there are there are business there are businesses that turn around and they're like after uh, they do like a five year audit. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, where is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and and it turns out that some secretary started writing you know a five hundred dollar check here and a uh yeah and then it turned into a two thousand dollar check and it turns into they're writing you know these ridiculous checks and it's and it gets to the point where you're like it's like how do you not think you're gonna get like how do you not think you're gonna get busted doing that like yes you might get away with this little bit you might get away with this little bit but you cannot think you're going to get away with doing that you know it's like it's insane to me but it it's a it's a i i'm convinced it's a mental health issue that you know these people really think that they are not accountable and for whatever reason they think the rules do not apply to them and what gives them that well, it starts out because you start lying to yourself, right? right. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's it, it, like anything else, like you were talking about the person that steals. Oh, yeah, it starts out with something small, a couple, couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. It probably started out with, right. you know, hey, look, we snuck a couple ounces of lead in these fish. We finished second. You know, we didn't fit. And then you start rationalizing, right? Oh, well, you know, hey, we didn't finish first. Nobody even questioned it. Yeah, yeah, it's like that big a deal. Like we, we didn't, you know, there's no no one really got hurt here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that big a deal. And then it just, it grows. Right. So you get away from, you, you keep getting away with it. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you look again, we, you talk about the, 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 the look of just straight despair on the guy because he knew that he had cheated and he knew that was a look of, I've been doing this for years. He had a guilty conscience. He knew how, how bad he screwed up. You know, I mean, look, the fact is there's probably redemption for the guy. He's never going to fish in another tournament, I wouldn't think. But maybe he gets back to just enjoying actually fishing. You Not know, getting you know. his tires cut at a boat ramp. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, That's good a on step the in the right direction. That mob was ready to grab pitchforks and burn the thing down. Uh, dude, I'm so surprised. I am so surprised that somebody didn't physically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that, it's crazy to listen to the people. They were hot, man. And, and these you know, are the like, guys that you yeah. stole from. These are literally yeah. the guys yeah. that for the last two years you've been competing against. You've seen them spending the same amount of money in entry fees and gas money and being away from their families, places, being away from and... their families. You know, all the all the commitment that people do this. The guy that finishes dead last 
still puts in the same, you know, amount of money. And I, I don't know, man, it just, it boggles my mind. And mm. I don't feel bad for anything that happens to those guys. Well, I was you thinking know, too, how, how big a balls do you have to have to fail the polygraph? Know that maybe they're watching, watching you, and then <laughs> stuff eight pounds of lead, like Kellen said. Oh, well, even guys, a little bit. Maybe like, this is the time for us to finish lay 30, low. and no yeah. one will care. But see, that's what you guys like, are talking about, though. Like, Kellen mentioned creep. Like, that's that's not just, like, the progression of the cheating. That's, like... That's the that's, progression of the uh-huh. mentality that we have that's to the, do everything mm. to win because this is everything, and that's the only thing we can focus on. Mm. Nothing else matters. That's going the mental to win health aspect. Mm. As soon as you start like, lying to yourself, you distort reality to the point where you feel yeah. justified in getting away with bigger and bigger things. That, that's yeah. what happens, right? I mean, oh. it's, it's you lie to yourself at first on something small, and then your reality is distorted. And so right. now it's like, like oh, that wasn't well, so hey, bad. look, yeah, right. Oh, everybody's doing this or, you know, whatever the rationalization is to get to get away with it. You, you distort your reality to think that whatever it is, you, you make it up in your mind until, again, it all comes crashing down. Like, you know, it, <laughs> you, like you see, I mean, you see it on his face. I mean, uh, you mm. know that he just it just all came crashing down on him right mm-hmm. then and there. And people oh, were standing right at, like, right next to him, like, "What do you have to say, Jake? Oh, what do you yeah. have to say now, Jake?" That's brutal. And he just stands there, just like took it. Well, you brought up the steroids earlier, and I don't think that, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think there's ever been a video of like Jeter shooting roids in his ass. <laughs> no, like it's all been yeah, after I mean, like, the fact. Allegedly, it's, yeah, allegedly. it's all been allegedly. <laughs> yeah, this was not allegedly. This is like I said, unless they were magicians, this happened. We got weights and fish. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the takeaway here. Let's let's wrap this up, and then we'll get on yes. to Canada. Yes. Six ounces of weight maximum. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Moderation is the key, folks. Yeah. One, one more two, thing. Two is maybe aim. Fish. Like, aim, yeah, you can't yeah. aim for second place. That way less suspicious. <laughs> I got a message um, today. I got a message today from one Brody Spear. Great Tom guy. Boy. Awesome guy. Brody's a good dude. And this message was a picture of Jake running standing in front of a rack full of dumbbells <laughs> and it says when your walleye career is over so you go shopping for some new tuna gear <laughs> <laughs> which i feel like speaks to the entire conversation of creep and the fact that new guy in town florida geese baby <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah wow that was uh, a uh, that was a long hour of craziness yeah. there Nick, you want to kick this this part off? Yeah. Let's uh, talk about the Canada trip. Lake Nipissing, right. 2022. What was that? Our Labor list. Day weekend? No. Yep. La- yeah. Memorial yeah. Day. Labor Day weekend. The, the, yeah. The, the week after Labor Day. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful week. Couldn't ask for better weather, really. The, yes. And that's kind of something that uh, that's a conversation I had with my wife. She was like, you know, well, how, how is it up there? And it's like, well, it's beautiful. It's sucks. It's like beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's sunny. It's like, I don't know if, if I was just going to sit outside, it was to be wonderful. Yeah, but when it comes to musky fishing, this is not what I wanted, you know? So Nick, you're right. The weather was beautiful. We got to yep. spend a, a week. I mean, we had a good time, man. Like yeah. I, 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 I cannot, 
complain one bit. Yes, I want to catch fish. When I go away, I know musky fishing is is you know it's it's a grind so to speak, and you you got to grind it out. Oh, no. It's all about the grind. No, it's about grinding. No. Hashtag embrace it. It hurts. It hurts to hear it. <laughs> That's where I'd like to plug our newest sponsor, Grinder. Download the app. Add Nick. Joel is going to be upset with you boys. Wouldn't so when you're when you're grinding when you're grinding it out, too. you know it's nice. To, it's nice to be with a buddy of yours that you can grind with. Right, you that's know? right. Oh, Makes wow. the week go faster. Honestly, man. So, so yeah, so we went to Lake Nipissing. We, Nick and I fished for a week. Uh, we fished for six days. Then Donnie and Kellen came up for three days. What you got, you guys got pretty much three days of fishing or th- you fished the Saturday too, right? No, uh, or no, no, we, we no, you guys no, no, most of them yeah, we fished, we fished uh, Wednesday afternoon, all day, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday Friday, all day yep. Friday. Yep. So for our listeners that haven't, you know, been listening all the way through Lake Nipissing is kind of my dream. It's where I like to go. It's kind of like my Owen's my, great white Buffalo. Yes, it is. It is my everything to me. And I feel every time I go up there, I feel like I'm, I'm going to catch a giant fish. And every time I go up there, I feel like I'm going to, I'm, I know more about the lake and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be better than I was the last year. And therefore I'm sure to catch bigger fish and more fish and i'm gonna just kill it well needless to say that did not happen on this trip and uh not for lack of effort nick and i i mean we fished like crazy from the day we got in we got in on saturday what was that like september 3rd or something Something we got in on saturday and we went out to fish on saturday afternoon into the evening and we've talked about you know, good musky karma and saving boats. And what, what do we, what do we find ourselves faced with on our first evening on Lake Nipissing in the West Bay, but two damsels in distress in a, in a, a wooden cedar strip. Uh, what kind boat. of boat did you say those are? I forget what, what the hell is it called? Yeah. I, I, anyway. It, yeah. So it's these classic cedar strip boats, but their engine had clearly failed. It was getting windy and they're getting blown all over the place. And Nick and they're I are trying like, to paddle into the wind, into the wind. Island. Sounds yeah. a little familiar, Ryan Reed, huh? Right. And so honestly, and so Nick and I very similarly, like he and I are looking at each other, like, are they, do they need help? Do we think they need help? Did you so wave at them? Of, like Ryan did when I was, Oh yeah, them? we waved at them. They yeah. waved back. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> We looked there like fervently paddling. We figured they would wave at us for wave over for assistance. <laughs> so we decided to yeah. so we decided to go over and check on them. And sure enough, yes, they certainly did need help. And they were like, yes, please help us. So we we ended up towing them in and uh, in, into their there was a they have they were at this awesome island like a frame house like on this yeah beautiful this, cottage oh dude just really cool little place but anyways so we dropped them off and so our evening of fishing was more or less shot at that point but we felt like we had provided ourselves a little bit of good musky mojo by saving you know saving some 
some damsels in distress. I've so. decided that there is no such thing when you're talking about towing other people. No. And I've decided <laughs> no. that you have to do it. It's your responsibility, but don't think you're going to get a musky no. or good musky karma because all you're mm. doing is wasting your time. All we got was a catfish. Right. Just cutting away at your time on the water. We learned that very quickly. But, uh, but yeah, man, we, after that, we fished hard. We fished hard. We fished hard for six days. I'm not ashamed of it. Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't even see much of anything. I mean, Nick, Nick hooked one. Uh, what was that? Maybe on our second day? No, it was I don't know. the end of the week from that. I think it was maybe the day before Callan and Donnie got there. And then so Kellen and Donnie show up and I'm like, all right, this is totally going to, this is what's going to turn things around. Called this in the A team. The, the, yeah, big guys. Like, the relievers are coming in. We're going to kill it. I usually like, they're in the window. He was so, Blair and enter Sandman. They pulled in the driveway. Well, so now, also we listening so, to Kellen. Cause I'm sure we were jamming. Do you remember? Hmm. I know we were jamming on the way up and on the we way were. Out. I just don't remember the specifics of what was on. <laughs> So also, I think it's worth noting that, Whip like, it. you know, Nick and I, for the first, really that first evening and then the next three days, Nick and I spent three Canvas. days, yes, exploring the lake, like West Arm, West Bay, because Reagan not only had his boat, his cottages got hit by lightning, which fried the electronics in his boat. So he didn't get his boat back until Tuesday, but on top of that, his wife had to have her appendix removed at some point during the week, too. So he couldn't end, even end up guiding us until Thursday and Friday. Goldie. So, yeah. yeah. Goldie had her like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Goldie had to have her appendix removed. And we had, to, you know, we got our, a crash course in the Canadian healthcare system that you are while it is completely free, you are essentially put in a line. And when you when you get to when they get to you, they get to you like, you know, it's not like you can find your doctor and say, hey, I'm going to go to see my doctor. You just get, kind of get put in a line. So Goldie gets her appendix. Removed Reagan comes and fishes with us on Thursday and Friday, and I guess what I was going to say is that Nick and I really had an opportunity to explore the lake more so than I've ever had uh, myself because I've never been able to really, you know, the, the lake is so big. We've never, I've never been able to go much further than, you know, maybe a mile or two away from, from camp, but we made it out to, you know, we made it out to. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that's a secret, honestly, but, the, but yeah, the weather, yeah, we'll take, we'll take nice that out. weather was you know conducive to us being able to cover huge swaths of area huge swaths of area like i feel so much more comfortable in my knowledge of the in it in and of itself doesn't have anything to do with catching muskies or anything just being able to navigate a lake that size see the weeds and Oh, dude, just knowing knowing how to get from where our cottage was to the main lake is like you got to I mean, you got to know where all the 
all the uh, the cones are, all the the buoys, and it's not as easy as you think. Like, oh, it would be simple. We're like, oh yeah, you see buoys right in front of you. Like, dude, Lake Nipissing, there are rocks that like come out of places that you did not really think rocks would come out of. Yeah, so that's like my major gripe is that is the worst set of markers that I've ever the seen. The worst, the worst. <laughs> it's just like here's they a red one, two. here's a they, green right. one, like a they mile. They only give you one. Uh, they only give you one. So it's like you could. You, like it's like doing a slalom with only one half of the the slalom markers and yeah. skiing so i don't know man i, I listen i i I'm, I'm obviously going again next year there's no doubt about it i love this place like i love spending time with my buddy reagan you know he and i had a great time i think nick and reagan get along great you know i think you guys got along with reagan you know, I just enjoy being up there. That is kind of my place. I've, I, the drive doesn't bother me one bit. It's 10 hours, but it's, it, it, and I think you guys kind of saw that, that it's not, it's not some crazy drive. Like it's really, you get on a couple, once you get across the border and you get on the QEW, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I expected it. That was the first time I had ever been at- I fished on the Great Lakes on the Canadian side of the Great Lakes, but I've never been into Canada to fish the inland waters, I guess, is if that's how you want to class. Uh, that far north? Yeah, and certainly not that far north. I didn't expect it to be – So I, I expected it to be more wilderness and, you know, crazy roads and stuff like that. But it was – I mean, it's mostly four-lane highway all the way up. Yeah. Which I didn't expect, which, you know, was a was, – Well, was that's, cool. that's kind of the, you know, modern day because – as that that whole four lane highway as it goes up right where you turn off to reagan's reagan's place like as of what nick a year ago that four lane highway didn't go all the way up there yeah like it just keeps expanding significant sections in the last four years probably awesome yeah so it used to be like you know much more like driving route 19 up you know yeah Right, yeah. with the occasional passing zone, which w- you guys went through part of it. That uh, gas station, I think we both stopped, or you guys stopped at the Shawanaga gas bar there. That's like the, there's a little stretch of the opposing traffic right there. But it used to be like that from pr- pretty much north of Barry all the way up. It was all like that, like opposing lanes. So I'd like to get our guest hunk here uh his kind of a what's the word i'm looking for summary or kind of opinion on the trip from the tracker boat perspective and and what we did out there i'd like to hear from uh kellen's perspective how he just kind of how how he took the trip and and was it what you expected for uh, and, and all of the above yeah so let's before we do that let's back up and say that you know, when, when Callan and Donnie got up there, like we, Nick and I had already spent more or less four days fishing the West arm and the West Bay. We, we had made it out to the main lake and the, the middle West Bay a little bit based on the weather, but more or less we had fished in those areas. So when Donnie and Kellen got there, we were going to hop on the boat with Reagan and start going out to fish the main lake. And Donnie and Kellen were then going to fish more or less the West arm and West Bay, which are the two sections that were closer to our 
to our camp. So, you know, you guys didn't go all, you guys went out to the main lake with us on the first day, but other than that, you guys focused mainly on West Arm, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, especially for, you know, the areas that we're used to fishing, whether it be the rivers or the, or the man-made reservoirs around here, it's a, it's a totally different experience. It's, it's really cool. Um, you know, just with all the exposed granite and all that stuff, just like you'd see in, you know, musky hunter or any of these other, uh, you know, musky shows that, you know, that go up and fish the, the shield, so to speak, but, um, just really cool experience. I know we, we had no luck. Well, I think our boat, we had, we lay, we got two pike, I think one, eight, what do we got? One on a pounder, which was interesting. And, uh, <laughs> yep. and then what was the other one caught on? Was it a, a bobby? bobby bait? The yeah. Bobby. Bobby, yeah. Really? It catches everything but muskies. I think yeah. I you catch yeah. a number of pike, a few walleye on that thing. Walleye yeah. do like those things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- what was weird was the first day we got there before we rescued the damsels in distress, literally our first spot, second cast, a pike hits my raptor in the figure eight. And I'm yeah. like, oh, man, this is going to be. It's on. It's on. It's yeah. These fish are moving. Yeah, it's on, baby. <laughs> High fives. We didn't see shit. Well, second day we were out. Donnie's first cast has a follow. I'm like, oh, okay. They got to eat sometime because you guys had already been there for uh, what five five days days or something. I'm like, they can only turn on. I'm not even up out of my seat yet casting, and Donnie's like, oh, there's a fish. I'm like, oh, maybe we got something going here, and uh, that was the only fish we saw that day. You know, it was literally the the very first cast. Uh, you know, it fish came in, and that was it. That was the only muskie I think we saw the whole time. I I had one other follow. I don't know if it was a muskie or a pike, but I do want to back that up right there because I do. I want to just say, like, from my perspective, and I know Kellen was on the same page. Like, even driving up there, and you know, not that we would want you guys to be struggling by any means because we want you guys to catch fish. Right. But like there was this idea that like, we're like, it, it almost gave us more hope that you weren't catching because, because of that, like exactly. Yeah, it. It's like, there's turn no way it's got we're going to yeah. go all week without, without getting fish to move. There's no way. And I'm like, it's, so it has to be, at least we're not getting there with the best days behind us. Right. Like, right. We gotta, and, and we had the, and ahead. we had the full moon coming up. The full right. moon was on Friday. So, like, so it was got, like, you know, kind of everything was setting up to the, the end of the week being the more productive portion. No how, bueno. How well, did you guys, I, I'm curious about, you know, the mindset here. Cause I, I haven't done like a full week trip in a very long time. You know, I'm usually doing like one, two, three days top. So when you're, you guys are on this trip, you know, a couple of rough days to start, what's the mentality like? Like, are you, Owen, are you and Nick waking up? Like today's the day it's going to happen. Or were you like, man, this freaking sucks. Like, no, what? um, what was the mindset? So when I got my 54, it was on the Friday of my trip and I had my dad and I were incredibly frustrated and I was just totally beside myself and end up getting a 54. When Nick and I went last year, we, we struggled. I mean, we, we really struggled. And then it was on the last two days that we got 
my 50 and your 46. So it was, that was the, that was in the last two days. So my thought process up there is not like, Oh, if I don't catch a fish in the first day or two, I'm done. Like I know that I can catch a fish on the last day that will completely change the entire trip. You know, like I am 100% my, of my mindset that I'm up there. Every single cast that I make could produce a fish that could change my life because the fish that changed my life back in 2017, I 100% wasn't expecting that, you know? So that's always my, my mindset. Does that change the frustration? No, it doesn't change the frustration that, you know, you're doing the right thing. You know, you're in good spots, you know, you're, you know, you know, you are doing everything that you can to catch fish and it's just not happening that is frustrating but no that, doubt i was also gonna say but that to me like i don't i've never gone on the full week musky trip like i go on my week-long salmon trip and like at the end i mean yeah it's nice to go home with like 50 fish pictures but like it, what bothers me more like you it sounds like you guys fished hard like you were pretty relentless what bothers me is going on a trip like we go on our salmon trip and if we blow like three days going to restaurants or like going out to a nice breakfast or like if it rains there's none of that there's none of that there's zero of that but that's what i mean so i'm saying you guys fish hard that's a that's a good trip to me i mean yeah you wanted to catch fish but you can rest assured like what could you have done differently like you fished your ass off so Nick and I fish very well. We travel very well together and we fish very well together in the sense that neither one of us is like, like, like get up at 6am and like, we got to get on the water. Like we're both realistic. Like, okay, we're going to fish all day. All right. Like we're here. Not only are we here for all day, we're here for all week. So like, let's be realistic. We pretty much were on the water by eight every morning. We would, come back to the cottage at about one we would eat lunch for an hour and we'd go back out at two and we'd fish until a, a couple times we fished until like maybe 5 30 we came in and ate dinner and then we went back out and fished for another hour and a half two hours into like after dark because you didn't want to be starving out there you don't want to fish like all day i find guys like they have this idea like you have to fish constantly And it's like, if you don't pace yourself and if you don't like, okay, eat. And if you don't hydrate and if you don't do these things, like you're a, you're not going to enjoy yourself and b like, you're not going to last the entire week doing it like that. You know, especially when you're out there for an entire week. I mean, it's one thing you're going for a day and you drive up to whatever, say, say right. And it's like, I got to fish every second. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm packing a lunch. I'm spending every second I'm going to have on the water, but you go away for a week to a lake. You, you have can't a cottage sus- there. You, you, you can't sustain that. Right. Nobody if you're not, if you're not eating a good diet to cast right. all day, you're, yeah. you're going to have well, a yeah, bad time. I mean, it's, it gets particularly vital when you are casting, when you're, right. just, you know, especially musky casting where it could just wear you, wear you out. Yeah. But and I can tell you this, that there's one thing that as I've, as I've gotten into musky fishing, got more experienced, I guess I should say. I can tell you the one thing that helps me kind of stay in the game is just have a game plan, right? Whatever that is like, okay, we've got three or four spots lined up. We're going to fish all day. Um, you know, so here's the game plan. We're going to go out in the morning. 
We're going to fish these two for the next three, four hours. We're going to hit these spots hard. Then we're going to come back. We're going to have some lunch. We're going to, even if, you know, even if you're just hanging out and relaxing for another hour, what you don't want to get into is this, well, I'm just going to grind it out. And then when you get to that, you know, evening, uh, you know, sunset period where that's the best time in most cases, that's the best time to be on the water. And you want to make sure that you're in the game at that point. And you're not paying attention. It only takes one fish or you're just so exhausted and frustrated. You're like, fuck it. And you just sit down (laughs) and you're not casting. Right. I mean, then you're out of it because then you're definitely not going to catch a fish. So just set set up a game plan of this is exactly how we want to attack this day. And stay in that mindset. Cause how often does that game though? Right. Because then, you know, like, Oh man, I'm beat, but it's like, okay, I only got 30 more minutes of casting at this spot. And then I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat my lunch in the boat or we're going to head back. Maybe regroup, pick a different plan. And that's where having realistic expectations with your fishing partner is important because if your fishing partner thinks that he needs to be on the water at the crack of dawn until the sun goes down and doesn't want to eat and doesn't want to do all these things. Like I feel like Owen's talking gonna... about me right now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about like just anybody <laughs> like, and I mean it when I say that Nick and I, I think we've, we kind of have a very good like fishing relationship in the sense that like we both don't need to eat a lot. Like we, neither one of us needs to have some gigantic meal on the boat. Like you just have some snacks, have, have, have some drinks and we're going to fish all day. My so dad not would be... not approve of this. It's all <laughs> seniors yes. out. He we've got, call, we've got just lost snacks. a subscriber, Owen. <laughs> we do. No, we like snacks. We like you our guys, boat snacks. You guys are so in tune. You know exactly how much weight you need to put in your wall. We practically <laughs> finish each other's sen- we practically finish each other's sentences when we say you need eight, no, twelve ounces. <laughs> he of knows weight. when you gotta add the pair of pliers or not. That's right. Or a little extra. You know what? You know, I hate these pliers. Shove them in. <laughs> there's another element to this too. I want to mention this because even though none of us on this call want to admit it, as we get older, it is more difficult to get up that next morning after you've been on a 14 hour bender casting oh, muscular. lures. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, I do a pretty good job of staying positive no matter what. And you know, Donnie can probably attest to that. Like, cause look at the end of the day, you're musky fishing. So you know what you're signing up for. And, uh, and so you, you know, just to, you just have to stay in the game and, and convince yourself that it only takes one fish. All yep. you need is one fish and it could, you know, it could make the trip or make the day or whatever. And that's what it was super nice. And it was a refreshing change of pace when you guys showed up to have, you know, other people there to share in the misery. Right. (laughs) And and honestly, to have other people to, to try to do different things, like what maybe we're doing something wrong and maybe, maybe you guys are going to show up and have something, some different idea and it work, you know, it's like, cause whatever we were doing clearly wasn't working. Well, what you got to do is take your your walleye, weight him down with a pound and a half. Get him down further. Get him him on the bottom. That's where the big girls eat. I I thought you were going to give me the uh, whatever Cheech Marin's thing from uh, uh, Tin Cup. Take all your change out of your right pocket, put it in your left pocket. Take your hat off, put it on backwards. Shooting chili peppers up Lee Jensen's ass over there. (laughs) So, all right. So let me ask you guys this. All right, so that was a hell of a drive to to drag the tracker up there and to fish 
a new body of water, would you guys do it again? If asked, you know, oh, like, no, I, I mean, I'm good because I'm going yeah. up next year and, and you guys are welcome. And yeah. the, 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 it's an open invite because I'm going back no matter what. But the question is, is I don't want to like I feel like I want to give this opportunity to people because I want them to experience the same thing that I've experienced. But when you go up there and you don't catch any fish, you're like, OK, this person isn't going to want to experience that again. Yeah, but it's it's a matter of managing the expectation, too, because you know where you're going, right? You're not going to St. Clair. You're not going to Chautauqua where it's going to be a big numbers lake. Like that's just not, it could be right. You could have a great day and run into four fish or whatever. It's not out of the question, but, but you also know, Hey, the law of averages says that you're going to get a couple fish maybe for the entire week, but you're going to have a, a shot at a real, a real giant. And that's what you're signing up for, you know, which is why, you know, I throw big baits and, you know, when you're on that stuff, because, you know, that's, that's your best chance, at least in my mind, you know, that's what I've convinced myself. If I miss two thirty fives, but I get a shot at a 50. Well, okay. I'll sign up for that any day, all day. You See know? this year, I went with the tactic of switching back and forth between the big baits and something with low fatigue. And that's why I really like that glitch. Cause I mean, I could throw that all day. Well, You're that's, almost like recouping. That's, well, that's kind of I like. where I, I look at the Raptor kind of as yeah. my yeah. recoup yeah. bait. Cause and when I'm yanking bucktails, you know, yep. when I'm yanking bucktails, man, that thing, it, you get worn out. But then all of a sudden you throw a couple raptors and you just got to jerk them. Hey. Yeah. That, that throwing throwing double tens all day. That's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. Double, <laughs> yeah, the double tens and the pounders are going to wear you out. But again, yeah. it's it's about having a game plan, right? Right. So like the other thing is too, like, so you don't get caught up in the constantly switching baits. Because I started out like that way because – especially when you're a new body of water, you have no idea and you feel like you're just guessing. And so like, you know, you just got to talk to yourself and just say, Hey, look, we're going to hit this spot. We're going to do this entire drift. I am not changing the bait the entire time. This right. is the bait I'm using. Right. You know? So let's say Hold that, on, let's say get, that for our listeners. I've been listeners trying to too. get something out of here. Hold Go on. ahead, Donnie. Right here. I want to, cause I'm going to back us up and this is a good time for me to bring it back around. Cause we, you guys were talking about how well, you know, Owen and, and Nick, you guys fish together. And then we were talking about staying positive and, and how Kellen does a really good job at that. And I'm not going to lie. I, I can get discouraged at times and I've let it, I've let myself get, get down and get, get out of it once or twice on the boat and having Kellen on the boat. And, you know, he does do a good job of keeping positive and keeping me in the game more than once and where it, it has turned into me catching a fish. And I say all that just to say I, I like I think it's important to talk about you know who you're fishing with and having Absolutely. a good fishing partner out there, especially on a trip like this. Absolutely, because it, it really is a huge part of it to be able to be out there with somebody that you know you you have to be you got to kind of keep each other going at times because everybody's going to get. There's remember Nick and I, not only, not and, only that Nick and I are fishing on a rental boat, you know? Right. So like, we're not even comfortable and we're not even so comfortable. Like we're on Bumping one of our knees. boats. Yeah. You, you had know, that like, two by four kicker right. plate on there. Right. <laughs> and even to the point, like Kellen you don't said, be telling you know, people about that. Kellen. That's a, good, secret. a good fishing partner. Will, you know, I, I, you get one that's like an ex pit football player. Who's a big, strong guy. Who's going to be <laughs> the one to throw the strong. pounders. Throw the throwing like bull. Day, you throw the raptors and t and then you only have to throw pounders when they're eating pounders. 
Well, I, I like I like how you were saying you go into it with like a strategy, like a game plan, like you're thinking. But like how, and then I like too how you were saying you keep each other in the game because how often do you, so you wake up, you get to the launch ramp, you have this great plan, you're thinking good, you're you're fishing good, and then by noon your head gets out of the game and you're like, well, I'll just like because nothing has worked. Yeah, you're right. like I'll use whatever. You're going through the motions. Yeah. Like it's so important to have someone that keeps you like thinking, like keep thinking. If you're doing something wrong, do something else. Like yeah, and and just again it's a matter of you just gotta you have to find a way to stick with it and so mm. again it's and sometimes it's just breaking it down into smaller pieces like don't start thinking about oh shit it's one o'clock i'm not gonna make it like mm-hmm. i'm already beat and the sun's kicking my ass and we haven't seen a fish all day um you gotta think around if, any corner out there you're gonna see a squatch that's true too yep. so you got to find other things to keep you interested but it's also a matter of just breaking it down to smaller pieces like hey all I got to do is that we're gonna, I'm going to cast this bait for another half hour on this spot. And then we're going to stop and we're going to figure out what the next game plan is. And then maybe, you know, may, and maybe it's just a matter of, Hey, I like that drift. I know we didn't see anything. Let's go back through there. I'm going to change the bait and I'm going to throw that the entire drift. Let me say that, that if there's, they, you know, we've been, you know, even you, you're, there's two hours have passed or whatever. If there's see, one part- thing that I would do different. And that was that Nick and Nick and I kind of had this talk about majors and minors where like we're on the water all day you know we didn't necessarily focus on the majors and minors where i think we probably maybe should have a little bit more maybe that would have given us i don't know i mean i'm just kind of probably not there was like donnie and kellen did you did you guys fish really early like did you get up at the ass crack of dawn or were you on the no, we did not. Oh. I've done that, you know, and there are times where that's beneficial, but it's all, so there's two things at play here, right? I, I can go out and go sun up to sundown, grind it out nonstop, but I, but I mean, I don't just musky fish for a living. I have, a, I have mm. other things I have to do, you know, being a father and a husband and, and running a business. So I can do that. I can find a way to gut it out, but then my ass is kicked for other things that are quite right. frankly mm-hmm. important. You got to pace yourself. Yeah. And, and the other thing is too, like, even when I do that, when it's like, Hey, we're going to be up, we're going to be on the water at, you know, we'll be fishing by five, 5. AM. Generally when you do that is okay, then we're just going to break it up into two separate periods. Right. So mm-hmm. we're going to go, we're going to fish from, you know, we'll be on the water and fishing by 5. AM. We're going to get off the water at 11 and then we're not going to do anything until four o'clock. So, you know, that might even mean go home and take a nap, you mm-hmm. know, get back out on the water at, four o'clock and then you're ready to fish until you know until until nightfall but i feel like to justify doing something that like that i'd want to have either somebody tell me that they were doing well at night or i mean i'm not just gonna wing wing that off of nothing yeah nick wants the insider info his ass ain't getting out of bed i'm just saying there's no There's no I mean, justification the, I, to it without. Right. I think you look at the the very successful musky fishermen like that are putting big muskies in the boat. It's not based on early morning or evening. Yeah, no. those are great times. But if nothing like, else is working, it could be a good place to look. Yeah. Certainly. But, I, you know, I'm I don't know. Like they I, eat when they you're guessing, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. eat. Yeah. They eat when when they want to. And it might be. During a major, it might not be. Yep. And that's what, like, 
when we went out to the main lake that day, I mean, we got a hit. I don't think that was a, I think that was like a, a 0% day. And it just was, we were trolling yeah, I mean, that structure. There, there's certainly, I mean, there's certainly lakes and there's certainly places where you can actually use that stuff to actually predict. But, but I also think sometimes too, it gets into, uh, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You're mm-hmm. out there fishing and you catch a f- big fish and it's like, oh, well, that was uh, within 30 minutes of moonset. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Also the or the other way. I, I fished the right. structure that that fish was sitting on. Or yeah. you see a moonset or moonrise coming up and everybody's fucking pedal to the metal, rods right. fly, right. like everybody's fishing yeah. as hard as they can for that right. moon event. And, yeah, and it there was usually only like 12 hours of daylight in a given day and then like four hours of that is wrapped around majors and minors. So, yeah. And, and you also have people that are still saying well, it was right on the edge of the minors. So you're even outside of that, right. that four hour window. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think when it comes, not that I don't think that there's an element of truth to the majors and minors and all that. I think anybody that puts enough time in musky fishing, there's something to it, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, Look, this gets into the conversation of would you rather know where the fish are at or when they're going to bite? Musky fishing, when are they going to bite? Because I can save myself hours and hours and hours of fishing because I know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you tell me when they're going to eat, you know, just let me know. I'll, we'll get them, you know, and we can spend 20 minutes and we'll, they'll, go, they'll eat and we'll be done for the day. And that'd be great. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know. It, it takes at least is, five minutes to shove that weight in there, though. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hard we to get them to stay that. still. I use the bogus because it opens their drop, and then that's how <laughs> double bogus. <laughs> yeah, nice hey, we're nobody's allowed to dig on bogus. Uh, I'm yeah. the bogus. The referee pulled a flag all year. I'm throwing a flag on the bogus. No. I'm all about the, I'm all about the bogus. On your bogus all season. <laughs> my my only critique of the bogus is that you need the the big styrofoam float because i lost my... yeah yeah what'd you say swink i said i've been throwing flags on your bogus all season i'm waiting for you to get sponsored by a few more ohio uh... <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah baby i'm getting sponsored ohio companies gonna be getting ryan on their pro staff that's <laughs> my dream sponsor right there is boga grips <laughs> you know you're in ohio are you trolling from a pontoon and using bogus oh yeah baby i did that this year too <laughs> he earned his inaugural ohioan card last the last video i uploaded to youtube three muskies off a pontoon we were stuffing our faces <laughs> in the them all. that was the pv wasn't it nah no oh, that no. wasn't well no, speaking that. of speaking of boats as we approach the two hour mark owen are we allowed can we talk about uh the unfortunate oh, events surrounding <laughs> the, the gym boat fleet. sinking again. Uh-huh. Jeez, oh man, I can't catch a break with this fucking boat, man. Like at all. <laughs> that was uh, uncharacteristic. I think we got like six inches of rain. Well, in, like, okay, so I didn't like know that. about that. I had no idea that, that I wasn't here. up there got because we didn't get hit with that down here. Apparently, the Erie, Canada Lake, Union City area got hit with like six seven inches of rain in a two-day period and my boat doesn't have a cover on it so because i've just never i've i have a cheap cover and it's never worked and yada 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 the fucking boat sank 
Like, I mean, it, it, it got so much rain that it sank and to the point, like where my dad had to, like have it's it. completely under, it's not, a, oh, it it's not listing under. or halfway. Can under. We, yeah, the picture you sent us, under. it was on the bottom. Can we please oh, yeah, post that under. picture on yes. the Hunt's yeah. Instagram? That can be, that can be part of, that can be part of the, uh, you know, the, the, the flyer for this episode. They, I'd and this is after I huge... spent the entire summer trying to rewire the damn. Yeah, thing. the Tarova on it. Yep. The huge win is that the nature of your dock is so shallow that yep. it didn't really sink. So right. I said you would have been calling the dive team out at a normal dock, but this dock happens to be in less than a foot of water. So well, let me say this: I've always, I've actually, this may be the impetus to do something that I've always wanted to do, and that is kind of create a a lift, so to speak, like a pulley. That would pull ooh, my one boat of those bougie out. docks with the yes ooh. Oh, kind of, that, that would that would just pull my boat out enough to to keep it out of the water the and, to let, and then yep, the and then you go one above that you build the little garage around it and you well get that's real bougie the second thing it. no that's the second thing like if you really wanted to because the whole idea is making it like a lift because this goes back to Reagan's place up in his old lodge at Mashkinange he had a lift where he would pull his boat in and he would step off onto the dock. He'd hit a little button and it would raise the boat out of the water. So it's totally out of the water, totally covered by a tarp. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And it doesn't bash off the dock that way. And And so I'm thinking to myself at the Dota, my property, I could probably, I could do like a little sled system, like a little, um, Troll, uh, uh, like a a track system. The thing be... is so light, you could probably you and Big Rich well, it, could probably dude, drag it out like a no, canoe, all, like he does with can, the canoe. You can almost, you can <laughs> yeah. almost, but with the engine on the back, it sits yeah. so low, you can't do it with the with the, you know, with the outboard on the back. But if you could get it up on rails, like it's on a like like a boat trailer, like those two little yeah. carpeted. They make uh, they Rails. make floating like berths things like a jet ski can just slide mm-hmm. off on. I've that looked into it. those. I've seen one for a bass boat in Deep Creek. I know they make them for like actual boat boats. Oh really? Yep. I've seen. I, I was fishing. Or I've caught a lot of fish off a dock that had one in Deep Creek. Because I've seen them for jet skis, like Nick was saying. It was saying I've never seen them for like sixteen foot. Yep. This guy's boat was like a serious boat, like. Like babe, probably like eighteen footer, maybe bigger, and it was up on one of those. The other thing, the right, roller, roller kind of caught a lot of fish. He's referring to bluegill people. Pickerel, right. pickerel, <laughs> and pike. Pickerel, yeah, nothing not fun. Nothing crazy. Oh, nothing that you care about. Pickerel two weeks ago at Deep Creek. Don't talk you about do. it. Don, you'll get mad. He'll throw a flag. <laughs> Deep uh, Creek, yeah. No Deep Creek talk. But uh, you could get like just like one of those carport, like tarp carports, oh, and then mm. put it right over your. If I can, if I can get a place to like, okay. So if, and I'll show you guys on hunks weekend down by the lake, like, but we have this kind of like the swing down there. If we got rid of that swing, I can really have like a flat kind of a pulley system. And really all you need is like a, a come along, you know, some type of a A a winch winch with a boat winch. Yep. And just pull my boat out at the end of the day, let it drain and essentially, I wouldn't even need a cover because my boat is just a That's boat. That's so much better like, for the boat, like, too. There's nothing to it, you know? There's absolutely nothing to my boat other than carpet and electronics. Owen just said, 
My boat's like a boat. <laughs> it's a boat. Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. My boat's boat. like a boat too. Boats and hoes. <laughs> so what's the plan then? With the is is the plan to resurrect the gym or just oh, scrap yeah. oh, it yeah. and get a new no, one? No, no, or? no. For for right now, everything is. I think the gym's fine. Actually, my Rated dad said on a ranger. My dad said it started. <laughs> the bilge ran. So, uh, dude. Again, I feel I would feel so guilty buying a ranger oh. or something and putting it on Canada to Lake. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> and floating it on Canada to Lake like all year round. Why? With a little with a little like, nine nine on the back. How right. Much, <laughs> how much bigger is Conneaut than Canandota? It's uh, got to like be at least three five times. Five or six times. Say, yeah, three, at uh, least well, three times, if not five or six times. Well, then you're fine with one Canada ranger on Dota because they run about six rangers on Conneaut in the summer. You know, it's not even, it's not even, uh, I mean, a nine, nine nines push pontoon boats around on Canadota. So the nine nine will push up an 18 foot ranger, you know, <laughs> but it won't be, <laughs> it ain't going to be any fun. <laughs> just get like a 250 and put 99 stickers on it no there one, you yeah. go i got an no one will, no one will see it no one will notice throw 99 <laughs> plausible deniability i'll throw a couple of 12 inch sinkers in there too anybody asks you just say that's no allegedly way. a 250 uh, <laughs> allegedly 250 yep Guy cut it open and find oh, out <laughs> 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 well, well boys this has been a this has been a good one i've enjoyed this one we're we're coming up on two hours here do we want to what else do we want to cover here we want to do a uh, to talk about weekend, yeah ryan had a pb away. we've got hunks week oh. hunks weekend coming up we got donnie did the uh the lake arthur tournament so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here on senior Don Senior smacked a 50. Uh, that's right. That's right. Don Senior. Yeah. Yeah. Summarize dropping elbows. Pretty quickly and get right into that. <laughs> let's hear about Don Senior's day. Yeah, let's All do right. that. Kellen, what you want to uh, you want to tell it from your perspective? I'm yeah, on so, here all the time. Yeah, so uh, I mean, as you guys know, Donnie has tremendous success at Lake Chautauqua. <laughs> tremendous. He loves it. Loves <laughs> it. He speaks uh-huh. so highly of it. So, yeah, so he's, yes. a, he's a glutton. He's a glutton for punishment. So uh, he uh, said after that outing that Lake Chautauqua uh, is his favorite lake. Oh yeah, now it is. We're moving the yeah. camper up to Chautauqua next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you guys have ever met Don Senior, he's quite a character. Um, <laughs> he doesn't fish all that often, but um, anyway, he was on. We went out with uh, with Vance at Muddy Creek. Who he's he's really on to him. So if if someone wants to catch fish, I recommend going with them um especially right now anyway uh so we went up because like i said donnie's a glutton for punishment uh was it last thursday um did a day day trolling with them and uh so was it was it set up to be a day trolling or was it kind of based on the conditions like oh now's the day to troll you know what i mean like did you guys pick it like i want to cast or so i do what's going to be successful when i talked to vance because i've i've fished with vance one other time and the last time we cast it all day uh that was last year but when i talked to vance about doing this trip 
I originally, it, you know, I wanted to do it as kind of a birthday gift to my dad. I wanted my dad to come. Uh, you know, I invited Kellen along too, but I wanted, you know, so I booked it and I told him my dad can't cast all day. It's just, that's just not realistic, at least not uh, in a manner that we're going to be able to, you know, that I feel confident that we're really going to be putting ourselves in a position to catch fish. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard for me to cast all day anymore. I'm not going to lie, but uh, so I told Vance I wanted to troll. I just wanted us to come up. I wanted a shot at a big fish. That's all I wanted to do. And I, I wanted my dad to have a shot at a big fish, rather. And uh, he kind of told me when to book a trip. And I did. And we went. And uh, then I guess I'll kick it back over to Kellen. There, but yeah, so, kinda... so we drove up. And I'd say, oh, man, it was within the first the first hour maybe two yeah, hours it was probably just a little over an hour yeah the the rod i mean the rod exploded um and uh it was don, don senior was up first and so uh, now did don senior jump up or did he have to be coaxed up for this no he you know don senior did mention that he could actually hear the clickers on these reels yeah. so, <laughs> so we had that yeah. going for us because he, he, he tends to not hear the clickers at all and you can even tell him fish 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 and then he just looks around puzzled like which rod is actually going on. <laughs> usually <laughs> usually he responds with where <laughs> so what you're saying is he's a big fish fisherman yeah uh, he needs that loud he needs that drag screaming <laughs> If he they don't scream, he just drags them till they fall off. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> He's definitely one of those guys, though. He just happens to be very fortunate because when 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 it is us three in particular, he always seems to get a fish, you know. <laughs> so and he'll tell you about it too, which is always always awesome, you know. <laughs> He'll tell you, he's, you know, <laughs> a world class musky angler, and he just doesn't put the time in type of stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was so. There is a good story behind it. So. Uh, there was an issue with the, with the, with the bump and it was his, the screw had pulled out of the bump or the, there was a, where the, where the uh, hinge is at on his bump. So when we first measured the fish, it only measured 49 and a quarter. And I was like, wait a second, the bump is actually pulled up. It was pulling apart. And so um, we remeasured it and it measured 49 and three quarters. And I was like, well, shit. And then I. Uh-huh. This then, sounds like one of those bump boards Ryan yeah. was talking about <laughs> earlier. This folding and then ones. I shortened the bump and we got it to 50. Uh, <laughs> so, Don C- so Don Sr. cut the musky in half. So this is legitimately what happened. So there was a screw. It The back of the hinge had broke somehow. And so it, it like pulled apart. And so when we first measured, it was 40, 49 and a quarter. And then I was like, hold on, the bumps messed up. So I pushed it together and it measured 49 and three quarters. But what happened was there was a little groove the screw was at and the screw wasn't in the groove. And then when it, when it hit the groove, we, we gave it 50. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, look, we couldn't get enough lead down his belly to get him to 50 pounds. <laughs> Don Senior, Don Senior gets the benefit of the doubt. Don Senior forgot the photo bump board, the one that goes from forty to fifty. Yeah, Don, he, he weighed him. He weighed him with the bogus though, so it was it was a good fish. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, so that was the that was how we started the day was with that. I mean, it was it was one of those things. It was it was a, a beautiful fish, just an absolute pig. That was um, first thing in the morning. 
Yeah, I was. I mean, we started probably about uh, we we got up there late. It was later in the morning, so it was, that fish was probably caught around 11, 11 o'clock, I'd say. Right. Um, you said that fish was like oh, oh, far back. That was like a a long line trolling fish. Yeah. Yes, senior did his best to, to to shake him off before we got there. But yeah, so we catch that one. That's the first fish we catch. Then uh, what? Then was me, right? Then we trolled yep. up. What it was probably about a uh, probably about thirty four, thirty five. Now, did, how did you guys decide? Like when you guys are out trolling, you got four of you on the boat. How many lines are you running? Six. When it's me and Donnie. No, no, no. If it's you. Don Senior, Vance, six. The yeah, four of you. We just went went in order. So first first fish was Senior, then it was me okay. and Donnie. So like I was, you know, Senior caught the fifty, and then uh, I caught like a thirty four, maybe thirty five. We didn't we didn't bump it. We don't get into bumping subs. <laughs> but um, but then uh, then Donnie shook two off. Yeah. And true, in um, true yeah. should talk with Donnie fashion. <laughs> I was up to bat. It was one of those things where he, he picked up. It was his turn, and we he missed two back to back. And I was like, "Son of a bitch, he he really is cursed on this lake." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then he w- w- the next one was a good fish. It was what probably a, a mid mid low forties fish. Yeah, I think it was like forty four. Like yeah, I didn't so. bump it, but. I, I guess it'd be 43 to 44. Yeah. How many, how many sinkers do you think you could have fit in it? Oh, I could have fit a whole hell of a lot of sinkers in it. That's for <laughs> so sure. So Kellen said no bumping subs. And then Donnie doesn't bump a sub after Donnie. <laughs> well, he, doesn't even, he doesn't bump. No, I only fish. bump subs. That That's what I'm over 40. I don't oh, give okay. a shit about that right. fish. I guess. I, that makes sense 40, I, I got really confused there for a second. That makes more sense to me. Thank you yep. for clarifying. 30 and under. That's what I'm measuring. Yeah. If they're minus 30, well, they're definitely going on the bump. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so Donnie took, shook two off then caught a 44 and then senior caught his next fish was probably, a, you know, high thirties, low forties, something like that. And then, uh, yeah. and then, and then, I, and then I caught a really nice fish. Probably, and, what did that fish measure? I don't even remember. Well, we gotta go. We gotta back up and say how how disappointed Don Senior was on his next one, the forty threes wimpy fight compared to the fifty. Then <laughs> <laughs> I thought that thing got off halfway back. I'm leaving a bad re- review on that on you. <laughs> yeah. That fish was a little you. bitch. <laughs> First fish was okay. Second one sucked. I was gonna say, did you and uh, Donnie, you and Kellen leave Vance a bad review now, saying that Don Senior caught his fifty and the other two guys didn't? No, I I told him we give him a three star. Yeah, Not that's fair. Only caught five fish. Yeah, yeah. very disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> five fish in October. Totally unfair. <laughs> totally unfair. Only one guy got a fifty. Yeah. Yep. I expected more. Very good. <laughs> that fish was just an awesome fish, though. And it was a really, really cool uh, experience. And I mean, that, uh, you know, again, shout out Vance, Muddy Creek. Uh, you know, I I asked him for 
I, I told him what I wanted to do and he delivered and then some, you know, I, I flat out told him I want a shot at one big fish for my dad and I booked a trip and we got it. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, and I, it's, we were, I mean, we were on them all day. Yeah. It wasn't even like we had a window where we caught, you know, four and then got like a bonus fish later in the day. It was like every, you know, hour, hour and a half, we were getting a rip. So what if, Fast forward to Muskie Max 2023, and Don Sr. is on a new Muddy Creek uh, Fishing Guides banner <laughs> holding that big fish up. Oh, he, he, he will be, for sure. But then let's be. take this a step further. Say Don Sr. becomes the poster boy for uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Are we going to start uncovering things about Don from Don Sr.'s uh, past <laughs> where we're going to have to he's, cancel He's going to use this fish to climb the musky industry. That's ladder. what I'm thinking. I'm seeing it already. A few months from now, he's going to be the new partner with Greg and I can't wait to see him developing apps. New app. this is gonna be You're going to see Don Sr. at the bottom of muskyhunter.com. Uh, you know, the only thing he has going against him is he didn't get a good picture of it because he lacks musky holding experience. Uh, right. so he just, it didn't, the picture doesn't do the fish justice. It was, a, it was, an, it was an unbelievable fish. Unbelievable. Like a big fish to us. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, but I think it was it was actually bigger than the not that it was a bad picture. Yeah. But I think it, it could have been, you know. Do you think you didn't get a good one of like the the fish yeah. being jumbled and like? Well, mid-air. we were trying to hide the lead. So uh, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. this fish per, essentially propel Don Senior's, I guess, ability to get the Blackstone? Sponsorship. I have any, is there any first. tie in there? I, I think it could question. be Blackstone. Dude, we need, we need to get him like one of those like sponsor fishing t shirts or like the ones that all those dudes wear at tournaments and just literally the only logo that needs to be on there. Blackstone. That's Blackstone. And Mac.bit. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if Dawn Sr. comes into the well, Instagram game. Black- and his first picture is a 50. <laughs> He's going right to the top of the musky world. That's game over. Right. Kellen, here's one for yeah. you. I literally, I bought a Blackstone. I was telling my brother and my sister-in-law this, and I took my Blackstone over, and, and they, we cooked on it the one day. And my brother-in-law immediately pulled up his phone, and he looks at me, and he goes, "There are, there's Blackstones on Mac. <laughs> and I was like, yes, there is. Yes, there are. Yes, sure. there are. You can it's also common. get your Mac gear on Mac, and then you could be part of the pro staff as well. Right. <laughs> can you really? Can I get a hat? Can you yeah, buy you hats? Can, yeah. Yeah. If you were pro staff, you'd get them for free. Well, but, I don't need. Yeah. I don't need to be pro. I just want. I'll, I'll, I'll trade a big O's hoodie. I'll trade a big O's hoodie for a Mac dot bid hoodie I for sure. I, I can make that happen. I can make that. Happen. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. I caught the PA state record on a lure I bought on Mac discount, Kellen. Will you sponsor me? A hundred thousand dollars a year. You got it. What he meant was I, I my actually people call your people. I actually caught that fish. I just didn't have my license. Yeah, I stole it off Ryan. Yeah. All right, boys. Are we ready to wrap this one up? I don't know. No. I'm ready. If, ever, if everyone says no, we'll keep going. I, don't <laughs> I mean, I think I'm ready, but I also I'm ready. Right. We still have PB. No, no, no. We'll save it. We'll save it for I got, another. I got a good story. I'm I'm going to St. Clair uh in fishing with Spencer's. My brother coaches football at Michigan. So I'm going to the Penn State game, which is uh not this week, 
but next week. And so I was, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I, I sent uh, Spencer's Angling Adventures, Spencer Berman's uh, charter company, a message. And he said, he said, yes, send me your email. I'll send you all the information for the deposit and all that stuff. And he sends me, uh, he sends me the, uh, <laughs> the link. Here's everything you need to know. And uh, I'll just read this, this to you guys. You guys might get a kick out of it as I did. <clears throat> it says, <laughs> this is, it's, it's a whole paragraph. It says, although we provide all tackle for our trips <laughs> and you're allowed to bring your own rods, we strongly prefer that you do not use PowerPro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to, although PowerPro is very popular, it's to- far too brittle to handle the impact of casting big rubber. And I was like, geez, he just pounded. Like wow. he really crushed Power Pro. <laughs> it's in a whole paragraph, right? And like what to bring. It's, it's like, like the opposite of an endorsement. The exact yeah, wow. opposite. Yeah. I hear that a lot though. People yeah. talk about it, man. It seems like it's just junk. Well, oh, I did you... cast I casted three baits off up at uh I've never had that happen, but I I, cast I casted two off, off yeah. Uh uh it's something that hasn't happened to me since I quit using Power Pro. There you yeah, go. So that's so I read through that and then they recommend according to Berman, they they recommend Cortland. Yeah. So I just bought a bunch of Cortland. A lot of guys are re- recommending that barbarian. Yeah, if we want to make this a line discussion, too. you guys know what I'm what I love. The Hercules. Hercules, baby. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. It's like five dollars for enough to go from here to California. Then that yeah. shit I cannot get. I mean, you get snagged with that stuff and you better figure something out because you're not breaking it like you're gonna break everything else before that line but what is it like some chinese stuff yeah, yeah well it's made in the usa allegedly. but it's very allegedly but it's <laughs> yeah but it's got a very foreign look to it we'll say and it's very cheap and it's, and it China says wireless. right on the label yeah it says right on the label made in usa but the made name in of oh, this is a right <laughs> This is a Riley, yeah. not a wild O'Reilly. <laughs> Tom kind of like, described himself there when he was talking much. about that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I'm, I'm all about go. I'm all about the uh, suffix eight thirty two with you, Ryan. Though, Dude, too expensive, it. man. I've been suffix eight thirty two on on my tranks, and I do really like it. But it's it seems like it. it comes comes out of when you do spider web it. It's comes out nice. And, Dude, I just it's put it smooth. on two it's reels today. Really smooth, yeah. Yeah. Paying too much for your line. Moral story. Yeah. Hey, I ran fifty pound, fifty pound, eight thirty two. I've run them all: Suffolk, Power Pro, Cortland, the Spider Wire garbage. I've run them Spider all. Cabela's and this Hercules man, it can it can tango with the best of them. I will just tell you guys, I'm very high on the Andy braid for my trolling rods. Same deal. Those, yeah, I feel like, same. I feel like yeah, that I've Andy heard good braid. Things, good things about that. I like it, but I, I always go back to the suffix 832 for my casting stuff. Well, now Hercules makes a uh, smooth version. They basically take everything PowerPro does and copy it. They have like a smooth casting version, like a not fade. One it's called not fade, but it doesn't fade. Like the color doesn't come out well, of I it. I don't give a shit if I don't give a shit if my if my line fades. Yeah, like, that doesn't. That was so me. that so that they they took what the customer said though. That was the complaint with V one of Hercules was that it faded faded quick and it did. And then they took it V two man. It came out. It doesn't fade. I don't know what they did to it, but see to me that stuff is like way bigger diameter than 
the same poundage of anything else. Well, you got to make sure you're buying. They have very like there's four strand, there's like seven strand. They have a bunch of different like kinds, and you got to make sure you're getting like the equivalent to what you're using. You're not going like up in strands so, or. Okay. Continue. Is there any more to the what? What not to bring to like uh, It's no no bananas either. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'll I, give you the exact verbiage here. Take take out. banana bread and see what he does. <laughs> Just make pack yourself a sandwich made out of banana bread. It says we ask that no client ever bring bananas on board. Exclamation point. This is the oldest superstition in boating, and although it's a bit crazy. We believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, I got a story about that because I so fished tell me this. about the bananas. So, so what's the deal with bananas? <laughs> really? Is, is there? You don't know? No. Uh-uh. What? Yeah. I've heard that it originated because there are like banana spiders that'll yes. be in like bunches yes. of bananas. Yep. Correct. And then people are way back of those. in the day, like when they would be shipping bananas from overseas or wherever the hell they come from, there would be these oh, spiders. Bananas and shit and different bugs in the bananas that would bite people yes. on the boats and they would die. So people, they didn't understand why people were dying other than the bananas were bad luck. Okay. <laughs> I got one thing to say about that. Fuck that. <laughs> Owen, Owen, spiders, I, spiders suck. Owen, <laughs> listen to this real quick. I was out. I went back out with Doug and the bang and bottom guys. And I was with Doug and Joel and Jesse. And it was more like just Doug and Jesse that, that day. Because <laughs> of the amount of alcohol consumption one <laughs> one person could drink. But is that the day he, he called me? He called it. Yeah, that's the day we called you. He's like, <laughs> he he looked at me and he's like, gotta call Swanky. It's like, all right, we're doing it. Anyway, so all morning, nothing. We're trolling, 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 nothing. Then Jesse sees this giant freaking spider in the back of the boat. <laughs> okay. Giant spider. Then it dawns on Doug that I, the first day we caught one fish, but it was tough fishing. I slipped a banana in my cooler. And after that, they saw it spider. It was a trigger for Doug. And he was like, you have a banana in your cooler. So I pulled it out and Jesse freaked. He was like, get that thing off the boat. He's like, I don't even allow people to bring the, the banana, whatever it is, the banana Republic or the banana uh, suntan lotion. Banana boat. Banana, the banana boat. He's like, I don't even allow banana boat suntan lotion on my boat. Get that thing the heck off of here. Oh, so he made, I chucked, I chucked my banana into the lake. Guess what happened 10 minutes after that freaking thing hit the water? We got ripped. We didn't catch a fish, but we got ripped. I thought you were going to say musky ate the banana. I was like, that's no. pretty cool. But it's like the rod goes off and it's like, you got to be kidding me. That was right after I threw that freaking banana yeah. out of the boat. But anyway. Bad luck. Well, boys. We're, well, boys. Yeah, it's it's time. Yeah. I've enjoyed this. We're like two Kellen, hours past Owen's bedtime. Kellen, thank you very much for joining us. We've enjoyed this very much. And yeah. I hope I hope you would consider coming back to Lake Nipissing again next year yeah yeah for sure i hope you consider coming back on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no i had a lot of fun too i uh, you guys let me know awesome have to come back at some point and tell us about this st Clair trip yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, hopefully it works out hopefully it works out so all right boys 
All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Sorry for the people enjoyed. for missing two weeks. It's all Nick's fault. Hey, I'm not going to be here next week either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. I'm heading right. to bed. All right, yeah, guys. I'll see you. Later. Bye. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.